2: All Radio.
0: Welcome to the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell.
1: And welcome back, everyone. This is The X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you live and around the world from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free 1-800-610-7035. My email address is exone at com. On all social media sites, Exon Radio TV and our main website where you can listen to the Exxon, 724-365, com. Now, my guest this hour is Alma Guthrie. She is the director of the San Diego UFO Society, Stargate 2012 and beyond, the New Era Healing Center, and co-director of the San Diego Legions of Light UFO Skywatch. Um, if If you have your speakers on, please close your speakers, Alma, because we're getting feedback over here. Please use headphones. We're getting a lot of feedback over here at this side of the studio. Alma are you there? Hello? Hi Alma, do you, ha- do you have headphones because you're using your speakers and we can't do the interview this way?
3: We are having hearing technical problems. I believe I can hear you well.
1: Well that's because you have your speakers on.
3: Can you say something? I can't hear you that well.
1: Well that's, Are you using headphones or are you using the speakers from the computer? to hear me.
3: Using the speakers from the computer.
1: You need to use headphones for radio, dear. I'm sorry.
3: Okay. I can hear you better now.
1: Okay. But if we start getting feedback, we're going to have to terminate the interview. You understand that?
3: Yes. um, My husband's going to try to assist me. Excellent. Some headphones.
1: All right. So tell me about yourself, Alma. Where did your interest in UFOs come from?
3: My interest... Starts when I was a baby.
1: Right. But this right.
3: is related to me from my mother. She was a school teacher in Mexico, in Jalisco. And at that time, is this better?
1: Yes, much better. Thank you.
3: I'm not used to this. I used to just speak without these. Okay.
1: Yes, go ahead. I'm listening.
3: Now it's better for me. Thank you. Now, my mother was a school teacher in a small town in Jalisco, Mexico. Mm-hmm. This was in the nineteen in nineteen forty seven. Right. She was pregnant by me, mm-hmm. and she was correcting some papers in her schoolyard. Now, remember, this is a very small town in Jalisco in nineteen forty seven where. It's a small community, mm-hmm. and they have a plaza right in the center and a church. Right. The basics and a small schoolhouse. So my mother was very young, and she was a school teacher there. And at recess, the children were outside playing, and my mother was inside correcting papers. This is the story that she related to me after I started going into sleeping states that I called naps. In those naps, I began to speak through my vocal cords. And information and messages started coming through in 1987. So when everything unfolded and I was activated with what they call now full trance telepathic communications, and this came on suddenly for me in 1987, my mother related the information to me After I was activated and I was receiving my telepathic transmissions through full trans states, while for me it was 10 minutes of taking a nap or going to sleep, when I was waking up, it was sometimes two hours or three hours Mm -hmm. of information that would be given to my family, which was shocking because my family was Catholic. And I was bringing forth beautiful, benevolent, spiritual, cosmic information from benevolent alien races or elder brothers and sisters from other solar systems as well as this system. So my mother was very keen to what was happening to me. And that's when she related her story to me because my whole family turned away from me. I lost my whole family because of this the first message I ever got was to bring this information first to my family and this was my free will to bring this information to my family and they warned me lovingly saying that if I chose that path to bring this information these transmissions to my family that I would be isolated and that I would not longer have this family for they would turn away from me and very few would remain and I chose that path. I chose to bring this information to my family for the first time here in Baja California, Tijuana where I went into a full trance state. Suddenly I just felt like I needed to take a nap. I felt sleepy. I felt my guides coming through and when I woke up it was like an hour and a half of information that was very soft, very gentle, very soft-spoken in the beginning. And at that time, it was not recorded. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: It was just being listened to by my family. And this was a shock to them from the information that they were receiving regarding the world, regarding all the events that were going to be transpiring in my later years in life. And the guidance that they were going to give me in the crafts as well as here on earth, my contacts, why I was here, what the reason was. I was not alone. There were many others like me on the planet. They gave so much information that it was just so shocking for my family that they had believed that I was being um, possessed by entities or spirits from the lower realms and for this reason I backed away from my family as well because I knew that what I was receiving was beautiful it was benevolent, spiritual and there was no fear involved it was just a constant feeling of unconditional love that I was receiving and I felt it in my soul, it was right I never questioned it because Mm -hmm. there was no fear so when my mother saw what was happening to me, this is when my mother told me the truth. And she told me that she understood why this was happening to me because I didn't understand. My husband at that time didn't understand. But he went to many metaphysical stores Mm -hmm. to try to find out information about what was, you know, happening to me. Why was I going into the sleep trance states? All these things were new, so he was doing the research and bringing me books to read, and I would go through maybe two books a night, so can imagine how many books I was reading at that time. So within that time period, 1987, so much happened in my life within six months period. From my first meditative state, I was activated.
1: Activated. Well, you, you you said you were activated. Who activated you, and why? You.
3: Okay, the activation I call, I called it activation because they said this. This is what happened to me, in my very first meditative state, mm-hmm. the process that happened. I never even heard about being put into a meditative state. I've never meditated. I never read any books on any of these subjects. I didn't know anything what they are terming now, channeling. Mm -hmm. I had never been aware of those terms or crystals or any of these metaphysical, you know, terms that many use now. To me, it was all new. I had an aunt that lived close to me in uh, El Toro, California. She came to visit. She had studied 16 years metaphysical topics. Mm -hmm. She came to visit me to uh, help me to study, to meditate. I was going to San Diego State to be a teacher, to get a credential. Mm-hmm. So she thought that through meditation, it would be helpful for me to prepare me for exams and to, you know, relax and and do better. Right. So when she came and she brought in a box full of crystals and stones, I found them to be very pretty, very interesting. I had never seen them or knew about them, so I was inquisitive. And I asked her what they were for, the crystals or the rose crystals and purple ones. And she explained briefly what they were for. And then she says, would you like to learn how to meditate? And I said, I never haven't meditated before. And she said, this will help you since you're going to the university and your husband. It will help you both. We can plan this that night. So it was my husband, myself, my aunt, and two other cousins that I was at that time living with here in San Diego and um, in that very first meditative state I had the experience that I had never experienced in my life I tried to follow what my aunt was saying to me in a guided meditation she had a background music mm-hmm. that had soft sounds and, and water birds air you could hear all these different sound vibrations so I was trying to follow this in a meditative state but I had a poodle at that time and the poodle would be I couldn't lock him up because he would be barking all the time so we let him free and he started bothering me licking my palms of my hands and I knew I couldn't meditate but my husband mm-hmm. and my daughter she was 12 years old at that time my cousins everybody they, they closed their eye
2: right.
3: and I looked at them and I said, well, I'll try to fake it. So I closed my eyes and I said, I'll just relax while they meditate. And this is when it all happened for me. As soon as I closed my eyes, I didn't feel my pet licking the palms of my hands anymore. And I opened my eyes a little bit. Then I saw my pet, Poodle, falling asleep in between my two hands, the palms of my hands, his head was on one side, his other body was on the other side. He was just totally out of it, like if he was dead. So when I saw him, I said, okay, I'm going to try to meditate while, while he's sleeping. So I did. I closed my eyes and left my pet. And the first thing that I felt, I did not hear my aunt's voice guiding me. I felt an electrical current entered at the tip of my toes. And that electrical current started slowly coming through my body, going through every part of my body, my feet, up my legs, all the way up my chest, my arms, my neck. And as it came up towards my head, I felt like an opening in the back, like the back part of my head, I feel like an energy coming out of mm-hmm. me. And as I felt that energy come out of me, there was no fear involved. It was a very warm, loving, electrical current that I started feeling coming out of the back of my head.
1: All right, but let, let me stop you here. Let me stop you here because yes. I, I'd, like to, I'd like to get a bit of clarification. I understand that your mother told you that you were basically uh, put in her womb by the extraterrestrials. Is that right? No. It's this not.
3: Is, this is a mess. Uh, there are many cases that this is the case. But this was not the case with me. Oh. So I am not the hybrid that they think that I am. Many researchers have said I was a hybrid. No. My mom was not abducted mm-hmm. and you know, did not go through that process of mixing her with with an alien race and I being the product of that. My mom and my dad, this was a natural birth between my mom and my dad, conception. The only difference was, was that my spirit, my spirit was born here in this body For the very first time on Earth, that is the difference. So, in other words, I am not a product of another alien race. I come from another star system outside of the solar system. My spirit entered the fetus upon my birth.
1: All right, so let me get this straight. You are someone from another universe, another solar system?
3: Yes, yes, I am. And can, this is why how, is can, so you difficult for me, how, how can you understand? prove that how can you prove
1: how can you prove that
3: the proof has been in the several forms of hypnotherapy I received
1: okay now I don't believe in I, I don't know you're gonna to have to excuse me I do not believe in hypno hypnosis to okay. me it holds no value whatsoever
3: whether it holds value or not mm-hmm. what I went through I went through all those processes of various ones not just one. Hypnotherapy. Okay, but let me. I'm not. I'm
1: not. I'm not interested in hypnotherapy. All
3: right.
1: I'm not. That doesn't. That doesn't interest me at all. I want to know how you have. What type of evidence can you provide to back the statement that you are an extraterrestrial or or you are from If wait a sec, wait a sec. That you are from another universe or another galaxy. That whatever. You claim that you are entered, entered yes. into into, your, into you as a fe- when you were a fetus. How can my you?
3: Mother, how my can mother, my was how, a vehicle.
1: So how can you? How can you prove these claims?
3: Uh, as I told many of the scientific community, mm-hmm. UFO researchers. Even I wrote a letter to Mr. Jaime Maussan, I was willing to be put under any forms of test, which would be whatever forms, lie detector tests, Mm -hmm. hypnotherapy, exorcisms. I had an exorcism done by a minister who is anonymous. And when it was through, Mm -hmm. he didn't understand. But it was beautiful, and he apologized. And he even asked me if he could use some of that information in some of his sermons. So I respected that. Right, right. He used some of that information, so I have gone through that, and like I said, various other knowledgeable hypnotherapists as well. But once and it, once I again, once through. again,
1: once again, hypnotherapy, past life regression, hypnosis is not valid. It's not accepted, well, except in the fringe benefits, in the fringe uh, fringe areas. Like okay, you, I understand you, that. you can't Wait. use you can't use hypnosis in court.
3: But what would you consider valid if I placed myself in different forms? A lie detector test?
1: Well, no, um, not, e- not even then because okay. lie detector tests uh, haven't been proved conclusive 100%. Do you have any physical, uh, well, for example, your physiology, is it different in any manner? Is there any? Yeah,
3: we're human looking just like everyone else. Okay, so. It's from my race, but that not, not from any other race. This is from my race.
1: And, and your race is from where?
3: It's a planet outside of the solar system. Mm-hmm. It's called platinum. It's a crystallized type of a planet with buildings and cities. They're more of a crystalline nature. The beings on that planet would be considered light beings. Light beings. Yeah, they would not be considered like the full flesh that we are light beings.
1: Alright, so what is your mission here on this planet in this lifetime?
3: The mission that in 1987 when the transmissions came through Mm -hmm. in full trance were that there were many vehicles, I didn't understand the term vehicle, many vehicles on this planet who chose of their own free will to come to earth Mm -hmm. and they would be guided and assisted by various guardians or their own personal spiritual guides. That their missions were basically to awaken humanity to higher truths and realities. That humanity is not alone on earth or in the universe. And that we have a place. And that our place is to evolve into a higher spiritual human being. More humane. And To learn from our past errors, that the past errors of humanity will always repeat themselves if humanity does not evolve spiritually to move on into the next cycle of their evolution Mm -hmm. and become galactic citizens. There are various races in the universe that have other intentions. I'm only right now speaking about my own, my own guides and my own guardians since my childhood. So whatever proof is required of me from the scientific community, I have offered myself to them. And even to priests or ministers, I have willingly offered myself and placed myself in that situation because of the matter of how all this happened to me since 1987, the way it happened, and how in six months I developed many abilities what people call psychic abilities, mm-hmm. but we all have psychic abilities. Many are not even aware that they're used in them, but some are just more evolved than others. And some are for a purpose. Mine developed within the six months period. And I had not known about any of these things. They just happened one right after the other. When I received the full automatic writing messages. I did not know what automatic writing was and they happened. My hand started moving very very quickly Mm -hmm. my aunt who came by to introduce me to the meditation she knew right away when my hand was moving very quickly in the air. I mean very quickly she put a pencil in my hand as it was moving and she put paper on the table and through that she said, let it be, they wish to speak, your guides wish to speak. So my hand just dropped down on the paper and it started writing the messages faster than if you were to write yourself or if you were to type. The information, I call it speed writing. Mm-hmm. It's so fast, it does not give me any time of my own consciousness to think of what is being written. I have no okay. concept of so, what so is let me, let me
1: ask you, let me ask you this how old were you when this all started?
3: Uh, this happened in 1987. I was in my late 40s.
1: all right so you so this only started when you were in your late 40s or your early oh, 40s I should yeah. say.
3: this type of contact in, in full trans states. Or in automatic writing.
1: When was your earliest contact or your earliest experience that you had?
3: The earliest experience was when I was born. I was born with illnesses that affect most children, Mm -hmm. but mine developed into a more serious condition because I did not accept woman's milk. The milk from my brother, I did not accept. So she passed me on into another mother that was breastfeeding. So I, my mother put me with her and I didn't accept her milk. So then they put that I could take powder milk. At that time in 1947, you know, was very difficult and costly to get powder milk. So my mother would have to go to the New York City to get it. Mm -hmm. She tried the powder milk and I didn't accept that either. So what she did, was feed me teas and those teas she would put in, in droppers or a special type of a cloth that would almost filter the tea so I would have the pure drops with the honey. Right. That's what I would be drinking, these teas and pure honey through the straining process that she was using But uh, because this was not enough nourishment. I became very seriously ill. So I can tell you that As a baby, I never stood up, I never crawled, I never walked. I was in bed. And I was in bed during several of those years, and my mom would just not let go of me. She kept me alive through those teeth until someone told her that to go to this nearest town to...
1: Hello, are you still there? Hello, are you still there?
3: They can't understand right. me, honey.
1: Okay, I Something can hear. I can hear. No, I can hear you software. now.
3: I'm still. I'm still here.
1: Okay, so when was okay. it that you had your very first? Um, let me see. What's the word I'm looking for? Your very first ET contact that My you can very, remember. Yeah. No.
3: There's many types of contacts.
1: No, I just mean your first contact. How old were you? 10, 12, 14, 16, 20, 22, yeah.
3: 25? Under my own personal recollection, I was a child. okay. I was maybe in between five, around six. That's when I got well from all these diseases because of the milk. Mm-hmm. So between five and six years old, that's when they started coming inside my room. They first started, the first ones I ever saw were, they were gently gliding in my room. They weren't touching the ground. They were just gently gliding into my room. And to me, they looked like older men with a long grayish type hair. Mm -hmm. They seemed to me, I, I called them elder men. And they would just, look at me, and I believe that to be a telepathic form of communication. Right. They would just look at me with such gentle and loving eyes that I felt comfort in their presence as a child. And at the same time, there was these balls of light, balls of light that used to come in my room. And these balls of light would go around the room. hmm And while they were going around the room, it was more like playful balls of light because they would come near me and I could see the transparency within them. And I could see almost like little beings inside of them but not clear. But I, I saw them as playful little balls of light that entered. And then there were other times within my youth at that time that the smaller the gray types, the ones that everybody has experiences with, with the big gray eyes, right. grays, the small grace,
2: mm-hmm.
3: they came. And when they came, there were several of them that came. I was very frightened of them when I saw them. They tried to touch. They tried to reach me while I was under the bed, while I was on the bed. And I was very frightened and kept telling them to go. And they would just communicate inside here. And all I did was just lovingly tell them to go and to go away. And what I saw with them is that the more that they tried to reach me, it was like a barrier that was around my bed or around me. Mm -hmm. And they could not pass through. They couldn't touch me. They couldn't reach me. So they would give up and they would leave the room. So there was basically one experience from them as a child. They right. couldn't get through a certain barrier with me. But the other ones, the ones with the long gray hair and the balls of light that I would see some beings inside of them, well, they continued with me for some time. When I fell in into a very deadly sick, what happened was that They call them walk-ins. I didn't know at that time what they were. That means my spirit left my body, and another spirit came in that was able to handle the new medication that they were going to put in my body because my body was that like uh, just a few pounds. I was all skin and bone, and I was almost four years old, just skin and bones. So they... The doctor felt that I was going to die, right. and told my daughter to pray for me to pray for a miracle if I would make it the following day.
1: All right, so let's let's get up to modern date, uh, yes. modern day, and what is it you're trying to do? What is your ultimate goal? Why are you telling the world about your story?
3: The world needs to know that there are many races in the universe that have always looked after the humanity. They have looked after this planet. They have protected us from many trials and tribulations since the evolution of mankind. And there's many races, not all have benevolent intentions, but there are so many more that protect the planet and are benevolent and that they are also part of us. We are genetically connected with these other races and that the future and the evolution of this world and of humanity Mm -hmm. is within the cosmic realms into higher realities or higher dimensional levels and frequencies of light that we're all going to go through a transformation period, humanity and the human race. And they came to give warnings. they've been giving me warnings since I was a child. Why you? It's not just me so it's not just why me
1: Well I well I'm asking why you were chosen to be one of these um, one of these messengers.
3: It's not that I was chosen. I chose to come to this world. I chose for the first time to come. I also work with my spiritual guide who's in spirit. Uh-huh. And his name is Juno. So we are like a pair. I'm here and he's over there. And he works with the federations, with the councils of light. So when I go into full trans State's, Mm -hmm. He intercedes for me and who comes through. And the guys that come through all are special because they relate to what the public needs to hear. They relate to what is of concern to humanity, what they are concerned about, and that we do not use our technologies to destroy the planet and humanity. In other words they are assisting without breaking universal laws to keep us from destroying ourselves so we may move on in our evolution
1: okay so tell move me how so level. so tell me how are you getting your message out there who who is listening to you
3: we run three organizations i've had the new era institute since 1987 Mm-hmm. At first, it was in many different homes. Right. And we started larger and larger groups. I was running three and four groups in different homes at that time. We didn't have the finances to rent a hall or anything. So my work at all has always been freely given to humanity since it began, just finding places where people were open to these realities, not just from me, Mm -hmm. but from others throughout the world that were bringing the same information on this level, on this frequency. Because there are many others they call channels, but the universe is saying, my guides are saying, we're all channels. Every single human being is a channel. We all channel our higher selves at certain moments in our lives or in certain occasions or instances. And sometimes when you write music, or you have a beautiful piece of art, or you say something that is outside of yourself, you say, well, I didn't write that. That's so beautiful. Did I do this? Did I write this music? That is channeling that, that higher source through your own guides assisting you. So you're all channels."
1: All right. So tell me, what do you do in your organization? What's it called again?
3: There's three organizations. Okay. In the 87s, it was the New Era Institute, Mm -hmm. the Metaphysical Spiritual Center of Higher Spiritual Truths. Then later on in the 1990s, it became what we call, now that I named it, Stargate 2012 and beyond, which was a center that was built to only bring people that were enlightened, that wanted to hear the transmissions, to hear the transmissions, and share them with others and share them through the world. To prepare oneself to grow spiritually, to learn that we too are our own healers and how we can evolve and be able to assist others, how we can activate our own potentials, how we can prepare for coming events.
1: So, What kind of coming events?
3: There are many events. Such as? Events relating to as you have already you know you have a lot of speakers that speak about this mm-hmm. the severe extreme weather
1: Well, we that all know functions. that's we all knew that was going to happen that right? that's nothing earth shaking
3: that's nothing earth shaking to the point that it has been increasing and it will continue to increase
1: well yes because of global warming we know that tell me something we whether don't know it's
3: yet global warming or whether it's another form that's causing this it's not just one factor There are various factors that are involved in this. What are they? What
1: are the factors? Some is
3: man-made, and some can be of any other origin, a disruption, an unbalanced situation that is being caused by other factors that is moving this planet to be offset into all these different and severe earth and weather changes.
1: Is it possible that that the human race needs to make up these kind of stories because we don't want to accept responsibility for our own failures, our own fallacies, and we're looking for an escape goat or a reason that doesn't put the blame on us?
3: Humanity always tends to blame others. That's right. Humanity doesn't want to take responsibility for their own actions. I agree
1: agree with you. So what I'm saying is, is it possible that All these people who are searching or talking about extraterrestrials, that they are extraterrestrials, they have an extraterrestrial connection, are filling a need in society that really shouldn't be there.
3: We are part of all that there is, okay? Humanity, basically, through ages, have been separated by various teachings. Really, in reality, there's only one truth. But it has been separated into various teachings in different sectors. And
1: what is that truth?
3: The ultimate truth is, in reality, we are connected to all life. All life. Not just here on Earth. Animal, plant life, human life. But in the solar system and through the universe.
1: If there is other life...
3: Mm-hmm.
1: in the universe in the solar system wherever how come it cannot be proved
3: why would you say it cannot be proved prove What's to
1: me that, prove to me that there's life on other planets
3: I'm not the one necessarily here to prove to you but you what just it you, is. you just you, you, you just you yourself.
1: just told no 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 you made the statement i didn't so you said, you said you said you said there's trip, you said there was life reality. on other planets. You said there was life on other planets. Yes. And I said, how do you know that? Prove it. And you said because, it's not up to you to prove. Right? It's up to me to believe I within me. I
3: place myself in situations as I said to uh-huh. you. My information comes in full trans states. I can be studied by scientists. And yeah, I,
1: I know. I, I've heard that. I've heard that. It but It can s-
3: come through other forms, other means. Mm-hmm. It can come in ways that it could be a minister, it could be a rabbi, it could be a Catholic priest. It could
1: be a con artist. It could be a thief. It could be a fraudster.
3: No, because it would prophet. be someone that would be recommended.
1: And even in the Bible, it says, "Beware of false prophets."
3: There are many false prophets. So maybe
1: prophets. the Bible yes. was giving us a warning and about the charlatans that are that are that are fulfilling the lives of the unexpected and the meek. And the weak who are looking for instantaneous... or You
3: shall know them by their fruits.
1: That's right.
3: That's right. You shall know them by their fruits. Right. If you knew me by my own fruits, you would not be questioning me in this manner.
1: But I don't know you and I don't believe you.
3: But you would, if you knew me, if you would go through the different trials or proofs Mm -hmm. that you required, perhaps then you would believe
1: all right. I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, I'm sorry. I'm getting nowhere with this. Um, in in fact, uh, Craig, are you ready? Let's go with one, two, three. One, two, three. What's that, Craig? You want me to do it again? Okay. Uh, there you go I, I'm sorry none of the story was making sense to me it was more like a, a red script it wasn't a it wasn't an interview that was uh I, I don't even know what that was makes no sense to me the information that we were that we were uh, sent was uh, I've held spiritual metaphysical and cosmic groups since 1987 and continue to this day I went to public I went public in Las Vegas, San Diego, and Mexico since 1989. I've been a guest on several radio programs. Well, not anymore, lady. In 2012, she was a guest speaker at Live Transmissions, the whole agenda. It's a bunch of hocus pocus, for God's sake. Talk about false prophets. (sighs) Of course. And the aliens. The alien contact commenced. When? Oh. Oh. When the alien entered her um, when the alien entered her mother's fetus or her fetus at the time. I don't buy it. I really do not buy it. And you know me exonation when I think that somebody is trying to pull the wool over our eyes or your eyes, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But when I get going around in circle after circle after circle, sorry, you're gone. I'll be back on the other side of this short break as we decide to play a little bit of this, a little bit of that, until the top of the hour. This is The exon I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Let's go to Star Trek and see what's up with them.
0: Space, the final frontier. Specimen gathering mission on planet Alpha 177. Mr. Spock is much stronger than the ordinary human being. Aroused, his great physical strength could kill. But it's a risk I'll have to take. Something bothering you, Mr. Spock? May I say that I have not thoroughly enjoyed serving with humans. I find their illogic and foolish emotions a constant irritant. Unlike you, we humans are full of unpredictable emotions. Love. Tenderness. Yes. Yes. If I seem insensitive to what you're going through, Captain, understand it's the way I am. Don't be afraid. Here's my hand. Hold on. You are beautiful. More beautiful than any dream of beauty I've ever known. What is your point, Mr. Spock? I love you. I can love you. Kiss me. Be out of your mind. The prospect appeared quite attractive to you a moment ago. You don't really want to hurt me, do you? Put that thing away. No, I don't think so. No, I, I can. It's painless and quick. Entry ah! made by second officer Spock. Ah! Well, we may have hit the wrong entry point. Yes. Very well, Captain. Try again. If it pleases you. What are you waiting for? Hurry. If you'll excuse the intrusion, Captain. (laughs) Bury the hatchet. An appropriate choice of terms, Captain. (laughs) I won't fight you anymore. I feel so weak. Uh, I'll be glad when this is over. I'm behaving disgracefully. Believe me, Mr. Spock. It was painful in more ways than one. I thought. Captain's log supplement. I've seen a part of myself no man should ever see. I don't know why I have not been infected. Thank you, Mr. Spock.